0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Deeper Than Sunday podcast. This podcast exists to be an extension of Grace Church San Diego's teaching on Sunday. And we had a little departure this week. We're doing a three-week break from the book of Acts. And if you weren't there, just go ahead and listen to it. It was wonderful. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, Who's sitting with me today?
1: Um, On your left, you've got Nicole Mitchell. (laughs) I am a girl. Welcome back, Nicole. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming yeah. back. Yeah. A girl. I'm so stoked to be here. I'm a young woman, and I'm here to be funny.
0: <laughs> Which we are waiting to happen. So, <laughs> one of these episodes, yeah, you will one be funny. You'll, oh, you'll a
1: what episode number is this? Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Uh-huh. It's good. Maybe, to have you back, maybe Nicole. today's yeah. the day.
0: We missed you. And yeah, who, I, I missed it other, too. Who's the other voice? Yeah, this who is Scott, this? one of the pastors here at Grace. Uh, cool. Uh, what did you? What is the departure? If For those who weren't at church on Sunday, Scott, explain to us what we're doing for three weeks.
2: Yeah, we thought we'd take a little break. Um, and we were looking at what's kind of relevant in the lives of every Christian. And the um, the issue of spiritual, like a spiritual warfare, spiritual battle came uh, to the surface as, as something that we all face. And so we looked at this book by former Bridgetown pastor from Portland, John Mark Comer. Portland, wrote. uh-oh. What?
1: <laughs>
0: Portland's not a good city. Oh, okay. It's scary. All right. I've okay. been there. Anyway. Anyway.
1: Geez, so, yeah. Jeff, can you let him speak? <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. I'm the host. <laughs> I get carte blanche to interrupt anybody yes, at any time. It, it, it's a thing. So he wrote a book
2: called Live No Lies, where he uh, claims that there are three enemies of our soul that rob us of our peace, take away our intimacy with Christ, and instead of flourishing, it really diminishes um, our life. And so those three enemies are the devil, the flesh, and the world. So each week, I'll be going through each one of those. And so yesterday,
0: we got into the devil and who he is, what he does, yeah. Well, if you are not excited after hearing that we're going to talk about the devil today, I don't know how to help you. I, don't I mean,
1: it's kind of weird if you get excited.
0: Oh my gosh, the devil? It's so exciting. Yeah, I think people. You're not? Nicole? I think people don't agree I, with you, though. No,
1: I I enjoy getting to learn about <laughs> spiritual warfare and I mm-hmm. love talking about spiritual warfare, but like, I don't get like, oh yeah, I can't wait to talk about the devil. The like, devil. I'm not like that at all. No.
2: Well, just, I think like, it's very interesting. Like, I get excited
1: but, to talk about like what's going on in like the real world and I like getting to talk about like what we deal with on a daily basis without us even knowing about it hmm. but
2: you just brought up an interesting thing like the real world is devil the devil not part of the real world you know oh. so and that's kind of what i wanted to bre. i wanted to like a breach and bring to the surface like breach. this idea i don't know what i was trying breach to say is right breach. no it is the, the right way, way, it's it's just break just really the surface funny. breach
0: breach it's a term yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, if you guys aren't excited, this is shaping up to be a great conversation. So let's roll the theme song. Okay. Welcome back from that few second pause from the the music. Uh, Okay. So we're talking devil. Uh, Nicole, uh, who's the devil?
1: Who is the devil? Um, okay, so he was an angel in heaven. He was like God's second hand, right, or something like that. He was pretty high up there. Not like before second Jesus, hand obviously. Like, like he I'm was not gonna like, he, I mean, yeah, he was like one of the like the top top angels. Yeah, one of the he's one of the broskies. But anyways, <laughs> so then he like the power got to his head, and he's like, I want to be God, and he tried to overthrow that. But then God's like, actually, no, and he banished him down, and he became a fallen angel. And then um, became the devil and ruled the earth in, yeah, sin I guess.
0: And then where did where did he interact with humanity? Oh,
1: the silence. What
0: was the what was the first oh. act of the devil?
1: The first act of the devil was in the Garden of Eden, and he was posing as a serpent in the Tree of Knowledge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Knowledge of good and evil. Tree of knowledge of good and (laughs) evil The the look you just get I
1: was like I think it's the tree of knowledge Of good and evil But um, then he kind of put these thoughts Into Eve's head About um, this About how she could become like God And and Mm -hmm. gain the wisdom And knowledge of good and evil And then she later on eats the fruit Gives it to Adam He eats the fruit And that allows sin to enter the world And that was kind of his first act
0: Keep going. Let's just go through the whole Bible. I like Nicole's summaries. Oh. All right, let's get to Cain and Abel. What's okay? What? So then, <laughs> Adam okay.
1: and Eve have two kids.
0: <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So Scott, how'd she do? Is that she did great? Yeah, uh, did good. <laughs> I um,
2: I didn't mention this Sunday. If you if you guys are, are devil nerds, if there's any, is that a thing? I'm People who are sure. like so interested in studying the devil. I didn't mention this yesterday. But you could do a study on Ezekiel twenty-eight. Compare it to uh, Isaiah ten, sorry, Isaiah fourteen, Daniel ten. Read those texts and kind of bring them together with a with a the Old Testament biblical understanding of the devil. And uh, you'll come up with some cool things. It, it, I just wanted to kind of drop that as a nugget because it's um, that study is very interesting. Yeah, talking about how he fell and and who he is, and yeah. um, some people debate that he was an angel,
0: but there's references in there that he is, you know, that type of stuff. What What struck me when you were kind of <laughs> rehashing how the devil got uh, started I in guess, a very, very is very <laughs> solid a solid re uh, restatement of facts
1: very casual
0: if you like kind of take your christian pants off for a little bit oh. and listen to that story it is absolutely bonkers yeah it is right yeah. like it's completely insane that we like because it's written in the bible we just believe it which is great i believe it too but just to think of like somebody who has not grown up in the church like lived a like a secular life I have no doubt that they hear us talking and they're like, what in the world has gotten in there? The spiritual life is so foreign to so many people
2: that it's like fantasy land a little bit. Um, But yet then throughout someone's life, there's hints of of, uh, the spiritual world and not just the natural world. And so... um, to me, it's just very, very relevant, very true. But yeah, I see
0: what you're saying for sure. But then you go to other parts of the world and it's like, it's all spiritual. Oh yeah. They have a little, like in Thailand, they have the little shrines out yeah. in front of their houses and everything. Have you seen the video of the Mexican grandmother at... Uh, Walmart, like casting. A oh my demon. gosh! Have you seen it? It no was at Costco. Do you see the Costco yeah.
1: lady in the wheelchair with yeah. the cross and there the Halloween like a, decoration? There was
0: like a Halloween decoration, and she was trying to cast. Is this the, like a real thing? Yeah, out. it was yeah, like she a was video. Trying to cast in, a demon you know
1: the like wheelchairs that you can borrow at the stores oh yeah the motorized one she was sitting in one of them like screaming at what a halloween decoration sometimes
0: i want one of those chairs just to
1: oh me too just hover around
0: yeah. i don't know what we're talking yeah. about anyway yeah come for the <laughs> theology stay for the pop culture video references okay so um first question we we assume everything we know about the uh, about the devil is true what it says in the bible is true but we live here today and now where is the devil Scott, and yeah. what is he doing? What's he up to?
2: yeah, I mean, um it's interesting because when when we think of like how do I see the devil in real time real life you know that that type of questioning um, the devil to me and biblically I believe is an influencer <laughs> like this the first social influencer yeah hey, how many followers he have? He has a lot of followers, eight
0: billion. <laughs>
1: I, mean, I thought we were talking about Instagram followers for a second. <laughs> I
0: was. Is
2: Both.
1: there a
0: devil Instagram profile?
1: Honestly, it's probably. He's probably got a
0: blue check, too.
1: Uh, <laughs> verify. Verified. A blue verify. check. 100%. <laughs>
2: but <laughs> the devil's an influencer. So you, you just give reference to Genesis 3 and his initial influence over creation and over humanity, uh, which really changed the course of humanity and, and the history of the world. Um, But it constantly on earth, on the prowl, going to destroy, seeking to uh, steal, kill and destroy, as the scripture says. And so um, the devil's very basically, to say it plainly, behind the scenes, influencing us through lies and through our thoughts and through our minds. That's that was the premise of the the verse, the verse, the sermon yesterday and the first enemy that Comer
0: uh, offers up. So I haven't read the book yet. Um, I have it. Um, It's a good book, man. But how much into like the uh, external, like the demons and all the other spiritual? Like, is it a spiritual warfare book? Like, does it get into that? Or no, no, not really. really. It's really um, looking
2: at philosophy, psychology, and uh, sociology and how the spiritual the devil the influences actually influence us away from Christ and how we can combat and resist the temptations that are offered to us through lies. And so it's it 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 really isn't I ha- I've had people ask me like what about demons and possession and stuff so it it doesn't get into all that. It gets into how the devil offers us lies and when we take those lies, believe them and walk and live in them, how they play out in our desires, which is this coming week, the flesh. Uh, and I'll define the flesh and all that stuff. We'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it a week from today. Yeah. And then how a lot of us who are living out in the flesh, how that plays out in a sinful society. And that's the third week, the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, the, one of the reasons why I was excited about this specific week and talking about the devil, not that I'm a weirdo. And just like evil things, but mm-hmm. I I have Maybe. I have thought about it. We're not a weirdo for that. He has reason. a mustache. Yeah, there's other other <laughs> things about me. Um, but uh, this is this is a hard thing to ask. I don't even know how to ask it. Is the devil an entity? Is it a, is the devil an actual thing, or is the devil the label that we put on the umbrella of evil and suffering and like, think of it like the anti kingdom, like the kingdom is here yeah, now. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Like anything that happens, like for me in my own life, if I do something selfless or the, the fruit of the spirit, I give credit to the spirit. It's not me. I'm, there's no good one. No, not one. Right. And so if I do something that's evil, is that me or is that the devil or it, it kind of gets soupy there. So how do we, how do we look at it? Yeah.
1: Do you wanna? Isn't it like just a cause by the devil? So it's like a side effect? That's like my he, question. He is an entity. Like he was banished from heaven. It says so. Yeah. But, and he has created a sinful world. And not created, but he manipulated it. Mm-hmm. And everything negative in this world is a side effect to that. It's a, what'd you say? Consequence. It's a symptom to mm-hmm. what he's done in this world. So I feel like if you do something evil, he definitely has a hold on your mind and heart, but it might not be him himself acting. It's just like his influence acting through you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I I lean in Nicole's direction. I mean, uh, when you believe uh, that scripture is breathed out and it's true, uh, the descriptions of the spiritual being of the devil um, that he was of of the heavenly places with our Lord and then fell and rebelled. Um, and then now has influence over his over this world. Um, it is describing a spiritual being. Um, but I, I do get what you're saying it gets yeah. like in muddy waters, if we can, and I talked about this yesterday, like, don't think the devil's in everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because you can, you can blame everything on a, on a on a being when okay if you want to say that's the root root cause because of Eve and then go back to the garden blah 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 but really uh that was your own you know I gave the example Yesha, you're late to a meeting that wasn't the devil you were yeah. late there was traffic, there was traffic. like yeah. there's things in a fallen world
0: that happen type of thing yeah is there value then in deciding what's what like that was one of the questions that Nicole had is like how much credit do we give to the bible uh, yeah. the devil and is it is is there a point to it?
1: Well, and then in addition to that, the credit that we give to the devil, how much credit do we give to the Lord?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, <clears throat> I think people kind of like the overemphasizing, emphasizing, Emphasization. nope. Mm-hmm. Inf, inf, it's really emphasizing. No. The
1: emphasis.
0: Emphas, emphasization. Emphasis, that's the word I was looking yeah, for. But I, I didn't say it right.
1: Emphasization?
0: Emphasization. Yeah. Anyway, let's go on before we lose. <laughs>
1: Why don't you just say emphasis.
2: overemphasizing the the devil and everything? Um, you can do that kind of on both sides. I have uh, family members who I mess with, and they they'll um, look at something and go, "That's a sign." There's a sign and a miracle and everything. I'm like, "That's a tree." <laughs> like, I don't know what, like No, know, that was a bird a that flew it. by, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you, yeah, you can give credit to the devil, give credit to the Lord in every little thing you do. Yeah. I, I like more the people that give credit to the Lord because they're more positive. But, um, I think it takes discernment to look at the things of life and go, this is a lot. This is a, uh, this is from the devil. Uh, biblically, we see that they are through lies that are adopted by us mm. suggestions, not this making us think a certain way. There's suggestions that go, okay, yes, I think this is true. And we walk and live in a certain way because of those thoughts and, and suggestions. And so, uh, we could credit some of that back to the devil's influence in our world and and in our lives. But then again, I just think we need a biblical, when we're in scripture, in the word, you're more apt to uh, discern what's the devil, what's not, what's just fallen world, what's my own stupidity and mistakes type of thing.
0: Yeah. It makes me think of this. Is, I'm going to sound like a, like a, just an old curmudgeon. <laughs> but when people say, oh my gosh, look at that sunset, look how, yeah. look what God did. I'm like, well, yeah, if you go back to the beginning of time when God created physics and the way the world spins and where the solar system is, like I guess technically God did that. Um, but it's really just the earth is spinning like it has forever and the the light is refracting off the water and the air like it has almost every day since the beginning of time. And so there I I guess you can. It depends how far back you want to take it. Sure. It's like I don't think man, this is going to get I'm dicey. just I
1: always just say God is so pretty.
0: Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this is dicey. It's like, does it take God to sustain? We're getting off the devil now, but this is a good topic. Does it take God on a daily basis, minute by minute basis, to hold all this together? Or did he create it?
1: To self-sustain.
0: To self-sustain itself. Yeah, I think um, all of it, to use this classic
2: term, is in kind of the palm of his hand. The
1: answer is yes.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I do believe that that God is is everywhere, right? There's theology behind that. God is everywhere and and has his hand in everything and things. Uh, I heard a mentor told me told me this a long time ago. Um either God does it directly or he allows it to happen. Everything that happens
0: mm-hmm. in our world. And you you can go down rabbit trails with that statement. Well, right? I put the sunsets and he allows it, right? He's, yeah. he's start, He created this universe. and I just, am one, though, runs. that I love
2: sunsets. I take pictures of sunsets. I took one at La Jolla yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I, and I
2: do look at that and go, this is God's creation. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. He created this for us. So I am one of those guys who I, I look at God's creation great. and go, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. I think,
1: like, yeah, like God's creation from the start, you can look at it like that. And yeah. then, this is just yeah the continuation of that.
0: Okay, tangent. Did yeah. we? I want to make sure we answered the question. How do we best know when the devil is creating this evil and when we are, and is it important? I think you have to
2: know truth. Uh, I I know that's an oversimplistic answer, um, but I I believe that more that w- the more we are spiritually formed. Uh, yesterday, my my biggest thing I wanted to say is to resist the devil's schemes and lies, you need to know God and know his word. Know God and know his truth. If, and you need to know both and not one or the other. You need to know God and know uh, what he says about you and the world and your purpose and his kingdom and the future. You need to know these things and saturate yourself um, with the word of God and his truth. That, because when you know the truth, it's like studying, um, when people, when experts study, counterfeit dollar bills. They don't study the yeah. fake thing. They study the real thing so that they will see abnorm- abnormalities in the fake. Mm-hmm. Same thing is true. That concept applies here. When we know the real thing, we will know where things are lies more so than if we do not,
0: if that makes sense. So good. Nicole, do you tend to think the devil's the one at fault, or are you just like, Oh, fallen world?
1: Um, I'm just like, oh, fallen world, honestly, just because like, I feel like it's kind of exhausting saying, oh, the devil made me get this bug bite. You know, I'm just like, it's a bug. God created bugs. <laughs> like, they're itchy, but whatever. I don't care. I don't know. It's just a weird thing. They weren't in the,
0: in the garden. Yeah. No mosquitoes I don't know. in the I'm garden. Just like, or they didn't. Were they on the ark? Okay, Ooh. don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah,
1: art. I okay. I don't <laughs> oh want to get gosh. started on that either. <laughs> That's kidding. what keeps me up at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, you'll be thinking but about that. I'm
1: tonight. like I'm You're like, walking. why did Noah will willingly save mosquitoes?
2: Well they can
0: fly. But anyway. Well, it's like cats. Cats are evil. They're made from the but devil. Like,
1: God destroyed and everything. Yeah. In creation. Everything.
0: We're not going through Genesis right now, so we're not gonna get into it. But anyway, no, I do not like
1: that. to give the devil any credit. Like, sure I'll be like If I feel uncomfortable in a situation, then I'd pull myself out of that and I'd thank the Holy Spirit for giving me the wisdom and discernment for that sense of wrongness. But other than that, I won't go out of my way to give the devil credit because that means I'm just like affirming what he's doing and acknowledging that he is present in my mind.
0: Uh, let's get into the lies part. So that's like one of the main ways that the devil works is through lying to us. He's the father of lies. Is all these names about lies, mm-hmm. um, and it kind of ties into knowing the word. How do we know it's a lie? Like I, you know, everybody has their inner monologue, or I assume everybody does. Um, and you know,
1: actually, not everybody has that.
0: What mm-hmm. an inner monologue. Mm-hmm. There's what like. Happens? S-
1: No, it's like only like 70% of the population has an inner monologue. I
0: don't know what you're talking about. Everybody thinks. There's like
1: studies about it. No, like people do. What do they say
0: the 30% do?
1: They can't hear their own voice inside their head.
0: Well, I don't hear a voice. It's just. You don't hear a
1: voice? No,
0: it's just a thought.
1: Do you hear a voice?
0: No, it's a thought. The thought. Like you literally hear a voice? In like I head? can hear. Paul hears voices.
1: <laughs> Me talking. <laughs> no, yeah. I think we have to
0: define here. Like I understand what my thoughts are and I treat them as if they're well, words. Like, I but hear, I do hear a voice.
1: Oh, like, I hear myself. Do
0: you hear audibly? Yeah. No, no you don't. No, you absolutely do I not. I
1: swear. I do. And okay. then I also see in pictures, I in words.
2: So there is possession in this <laughs> room and we're going to do an exorcist Yeah, yeah we Nicole. need to.
1: The exorcist? You're going to do an exorcism. Exorcism. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going You're going to gonna roast exorcist. me, roast yeah. me right, yeah. please.
0: Okay, so Nicole's the devil. Uh, Let's move on. <laughs> what, um, how, how do we know that it's a lie? Yeah, that's the easy
2: question. Um, it's interesting. I, I, my default answer is what I just gave. <laughs> you yeah, know, know the, the truth. truth. However, I, you know, you think of, uh, I defined truth yesterday, um, that which corresponds with reality. Well, what's reality? Reality are the common things that are observed and known to exist. Um, and so, yeah, that could be subjective and we can all have our subjective interpretation and perception on reality and, and what exists. Um, but then there's, uh, you know, the, the, the thing called consensus reality. If, if you and I, um, think that that, tree is real and Nicole looks back and goes that's not there well you and I have consensus reality and go yeah she's Two versus one yeah she's wrong
0: it's like the lady on the plane yeah. yelling that person is not real you've seen the video <laughs> yes yeah, oh, yeah. it's so great yeah. have you seen it Mm-mm. this lady has an episode on an airplane and claims there's somebody in the back of the plane that's not real I don't know what that means tonight. that's hilarious <laughs> but yeah
1: gaslighting um,
0: or the um, um, twilight zone where the dudes on the
2: on the plane, oh, um, with the thing on, the, on wing. the wing, there's something on the wing. On the yeah. wing, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so how do you know it's a lie? I mean, I, you know, as Christians in 2023, uh, we in our modern society we need to have a reference point uh, for what the truth is, so that we can discern what what a lie is. Um, but a lie is something that is typically external um, that influences us. And that offers and suggests a thought, like in Genesis 3 with Eve, and that we go, yeah, that's agreeable. Or, yeah, I want that. Uh, I desire to be that or to be someone like that or to do whatever. Because that feels good. It's pleasure, you know, whatever. And then you start walking in that thing, um, despite what the Word of God says and despite what's truly good for you. Um, yeah. so
0: I, it just gets so tricky because yeah. you, you hit on it is that everybody reads the word and comes to a different conclusion, sure. slightly different. So then when we're, um, bouncing these, these thoughts that we have that are either from the devil or not, or lies or not against this Bible, this, um, it's like, a it's everyone's, everyone says it's divine and perfect and true, which is all true, but it's like, it's wishy washy when you add our our lenses onto it and our cultural understanding and all the different things, our sex, our our race and all those things, mm-hmm. it's not concrete. There, there are very few things that are actually concrete in black and white. So then um are we then saying if you read the you read the word, interpret it how you interpret it, and then look at the lies and then bounce those off of each other? Is that gonna produce Differences or variations in what we think is evil and not. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think some of that is inevitable. So,
2: and I agree with what you're saying. Other than, I actually think the Word of God is uh, m- way more concrete than our interpretations of it. Yeah. Um, I and we're fallen. We're all broken people. And we have um, what yesterday I talked about this concept of the, from that Latin word logismoi, that is the thought patterns, internal processes, um, not audible words, but
1: um, <laughs> okay, <laughs>
2: mind maps, <Never> mind. <laughs> mind maps that um, where we have been influenced influenced in so many ways to think certain ways that naturally my inclination to interpret a passage of scripture might be very different than Jeff Dillow who grew up in in the Midwest, Mm -hmm. I'm California, middle class family. Like, you know what I mean? You've had the things that have influenced you and things that influenced me. Nicole. I'm
1: SoCal surfer family. Yeah, SoCal
2: little surfer girl. (laughs) Like we've all had things that, that have attributed to the mind maps the way we process and believe the things and have our worldview and perceptions. That we're gonna look at a passive of scripture, and we will always, always, always have you'll have a little different take. Maybe we agree largely, yeah. but you go, yeah, but this, in Nicole, you'll, you know what I mean? So we do the best we can. Uh, to interpret things together in a faith community built around the gospel to say, this is what we believe it is saying, which uh, without our us adding to it, uh, that's exegesis. Eisegesis is where we add to uh, to it or read ourselves into the scripture, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So I wanna hit on something you mentioned about the Bible being more concrete. Are you saying that on every topic, there is one correct way to interpret the Bible, or um, can I look at it one way and you look at it the other way and we'd both be right? Like, is our God big enough to uh, have created this kingdom (laughs) lifestyle for everybody's opinion to be right to an extent? I can hear the the haters now (laughs) say, that's a slippery slope. Everybody's opinion is not right. No, it's not the Bible. And I can see why people and theologians and pastors have held to that like there's only one way because if not then it's wild wild west everybody gets to interpret it the way they want yeah which is it
2: yeah that's that's hard um i think um there will always be debate that what you just brought up right there is a big theological debate theologians all over the world since the first century and even before have debated the concept of what you're just what you're talking about right now, uh, from the Torah um, all the way to the New Testament writers and and canonizing the Bible and blah 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 blah. blah. Um, so uh, the answer, I believe, is that, uh, the Bible is concrete and our interpretation is flawed. Does God give the liberty or is it okay with him? Is here's what I think you're asking. Is it okay with him that we have different interpretations of you and how, and we live out that mm-hmm. type of thing? Uh, yes and no, no. When it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ, it, that is the absolute truth. I will die Uh, I will take my last breath believing that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, that his gospel, uh, there's one way to interpret that Mm -hmm. by which we are saved. Um, where there are, uh, other peripheral issues like one we talked about last week, um, or other issues. I think it's there's an allowance for like you we can be in a semi-disagreement or interpret this differently and it's okay it's a secondary issue this is where it leads to salvation and and communion and redemption between us and our creator um that's a pri- that is the primary issue if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah. so i'm kind of like you know yeah that's my
0: a phrase that we've used on the podcast and from the pulpit before is it it grieves god oh yeah things that we do that grieve god um
1: i thought you were gonna say prescription versus description oh that's
0: one of our other favorites yeah (laughs) i was trying to figure out a way to weave that into this episode but i could just for fun just Just not even if it makes sense (laughs) yeah
1: it's the new easter egg
0: (laughs) yeah so yeah that's a tricky one um yeah.
1: I think it, I think God allows us the privilege to be in community. Like he wants us to be in community to talk about this because he wants us to consult each other to find the best option possible. And yeah, we all come in with different opinions because we do live in a fallen world and there is no complete right or wrong because it's all gray now. Yeah. But I think together, God wants us to work to find the black and white.
2: I think it grieves God when it... Um When it divides us, Mm -hmm. Uh, when it diminishes the kingdom by dividing the church, I think that's what, that really grieves God because, uh, and we've seen this play out even in our own church in in recent history in years past, where people leave the church, their faith, they, they question their faith in new ways, but they're looking at it through the eyes of men really of like flawed men. And uh, so I think it grieves the heart of God when, when we divide, you know, in John 17, uh, God prays for us or Jesus prays for us and he prays that we would be one. He doesn't pray that we would be right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, there's a lot of fundamentalist preachers out there in the world and, and churches out there in the world who are really like hating uh, other Christians and churches because they're right and you're wrong, and it's like that's not the heart of God. It's so far from it, and I think that grieves
0: God. So you're saying having different denominations and different views on certain topics, I won't say them all, uh, that that's a good thing. That's a that's a more full, better picture of the kingdom than if we were all to agree on every single issue and all be unified.
2: I, yeah, I think it's a bit. It's uh, the full picture of the kingdom of God. We're not all the same. We're I mean, not. weren't created to, be, to be all the same. Mm-hmm. No, I do think. Um, I do think there's bad doctrine. I will say that. I think there's bad theology and belief systems within the kingdom, uh, where
0: people are pretty skewed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, again. Um, but if, if if they're believing the gospel, like you said, that's yeah. the one hill to die on. Then it's still. Underneath the realm of the yeah, yeah, and I think that that, I think people will disagree with that. It just proves that you don't belong in that particular sect. Like, I like God is making a big enough family with different variety that we can all fit within it,
2: dude. God, the Lord can reach anybody, He really, really can. Um, there's hardening of hearts everywhere, but He can reach a murderer a serial killer he can reach a rapist he can reach um people i mean we're going down a weird rabbit trail here but um i just I, I really believe the in the power of the gospel what'd you say accountants
1: baristas yeah, I was,
0: yeah baristas anybody my or grandma barbers, works in baristas. prison ministry he can reach baristas mm-hmm. that work in pb and that
1: don't tell the people where i work desert. It's do, you, not a do desert. you work
2: on the here? The, mm-hmm. Right there at the end,
0: Konos. Oh, I used to go there when I was 21. When I, was 50 years
1: I go there when I'm 21 because I am currently 21. Interesting. So I go there all the time. Okay,
0: great. <laughs> let's let's bring it back to the devil. Um, we got a question. Um, somebody wants to for you to expand on being in the presence of Jesus and knowing God's word, like um, you mentioned, that, like seeping into the depths of your heart, mind, soul, body, etc. What does that look like to, and here's my addition to this question is like knowing the word of God, that's impossible. It's a, it's a lifelong task. Is it, or is it just saying we should seek to know as much as we can or cause like if you assign the average Christian to like memorize the Bible and then, um, place every lie you think is a lie from the devil up against that, we're just going to fail at that, right? It's not, it's not achievable. Mm. So what do we really mean when it says? be in the presence of Jesus and know God's word. Sure.
2: I think first, um, the, I think the early Christians in the first, however many centuries, uh, had it more right than, than we have it. And, but I, I don't think it's all our fault per se. I, I it is, but it isn't. I think we're very distracted. I think we're very busy. Uh, we live in this like uh, productivity age where it's a performance based acceptance culture. Um, and then, so we must hustle. We must work and go to meetings. And you know, I'm talking to my wife this morning about my son who has to go to football practice already before school starts, and and he has to get um, test, you know, these tests for school. And I'm like, I got meetings. I got this. I got that. And both. And what what that does is it 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 creates this like machine way of living where we're so bombarded with news and media and busy and activity that we need to be people that are countercultural, who do our best to slow down and be with God in his word. And so simply what I mean is take the pressure off, don't try to memorize the entirety of scripture. Um, sit with the word of God and say, Lord, would you be with me in this scripture and help it resonate inside and outside of me? And so I do things like Lectio Divina, contemplative prayer, um, where I will pray through a scripture and pray that over my family and pray that over myself and our ministry and our church, and really slow down. And that's what I mean by counterculture, because we're not we're not a slow down society. Really slow down and take those things. That's why I believe and strongly. I'm a big spiritual formation, spiritual practices guy. Um, and that's not the means. That's the means of the. I'm sorry. That's not the end. That's a means of the end. Uh, the end is to know God knows truth but slowly you get there um if that makes sense
0: do you think that then um we're not taking it nearly as serious enough this reading the word thing like oh yeah cuz when when i when i hear of like quiet time i like 30 minutes every morning that's my time to be quiet but like if you think of the first century what else did they have to do right yeah sure. they had the, their work and do the things but like it just seemed like if you watch the chosen like at every point during the day, they're saying some kind of prayer. They're talking about it. Granted, it's about Jesus and his ministry. But I just get the sense that back then there weren't all these distractions. So knowing God's word was a lot more attainable than we have it today. So then the question is, do we, to some extent, step back from society hmm. as as the world knows it and say, no, we're, we're Christians. We're not going to uh, live into this. Hustle mentality lifestyle where we have to earn everything that we get and et cetera, et cetera. We just are with God and are taken care of that way.
2: Yeah, I think there's a balanced perspective there because uh, I get what you're saying. And it's like, yeah, you, you, we can't all quit our jobs and go meditate in the wilderness all day and, and be with the Lord and ask His presence to be among us. Um, but uh, there are things and practices we could do. I mean, that's why. Uh, we created the rule of life for grace. Um, we haven't largely promoted it, but we created a rule of life. It is simply a, um, a list of spiritual practices that we can implement as a rhythm daily, weekly, even monthly to implement in our lives that, that are counter cultural, um, but are spiritual formative. They will form us spiritually to be with God and be with his truth and uh, to know His his word inch by inch, phrase by phrase, book by book. Um, and that will resonate inside of us and we become more like Christ when we do that. And so there are practices and rhythms I think we can adopt, uh, in order to, um, to be more like Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. Nicole, what's your time with God? Like, how do you Um, you battle Satan?
1: How do I battle Satan? Um, okay. So definitely lately I've been in a pretty gnarly spiritual slump and um we had that time to like write down the lie yesterday at the end of service and to be completely transparent I wrote down um the lie that I've been believing is that I'll never get out of this spiritual slump and um so I finally like put that down yesterday I feel so much freer for that so thank you for that moment it was awesome but, um, Thank you,
2: Liz. That was a Liz Rush Yeah, it was great. Suggestion. It was a very
1: like throwback to camp moment. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. But um, normally what I do is I take like a spiritual walk, taking my dog to the beach, to the park or whatever. Is that
0: where you're sitting on the couch? And you're just like I'm only spiritually walking right now. It's not a physical walk.
1: <laughs> yeah, the my my outer monologue
0: <laughs> starts talking Mike like sing. Han Solo in, the, in Star Wars, he's just yeah, some I just cave ascend somewhere.
1: I ascend. Yeah, but no, I go for a walk, and then um, in the morning, I just I get up so early for work too. Sometimes, so like finding time in the morning is pretty tough. So I'll just take like some quiet time on my way to work. Um, and just kind of like sit in silence and in prayer on my way, on my commute. Yeah. mm -hmm.
0: Have we gotten it wrong by calling it a quiet time rather than just saying your entire life is this now there's no, there's no separation.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I do think we've kind of got it wrong because, um, just like the Sunday gathering, we can reduce our faith down to that. We can reduce our faith down to the, the quiet time. Mm -hmm. And if I missed it, I missed it. Like, no, we're doing walk and walk into a meeting and, um, live with the presence of God, constantly communing, communing with him and communicating with him, uh, into every and everything we're doing throughout. Mm
1: But I think the way I think of quiet time is me giving him the space to speak well, to me.
2: Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I believe in that. I, like, I hundred <laughs> percent. I believe. In that. I do it. Every, I do okay, it. Okay, well, Jesus. I try did. to yeah. do it every single morning as mm-hmm. I have my quiet time too. I'm not saying don't. I. What I'm saying is we can't. Don't reduce, reduce your face. Yeah, face we, we can't. Yeah. That's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. That is a tool
0: for us to be with God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no switch that you turn off. Like, right. Jesus wasn't going out to the wilderness and then coming back with the fellas and be like, okay, now I'm living my life. It's yeah, yeah. like, no, that his life was communing with God. Exactly. Yeah. Man. What, I mean, this is a hot take. We we often talk about like the problem of evil and like, man, the God can't be good because all, uh, all the evil that, you know, the, the Holocaust and death and cancer and all these terrible things. Yeah. Um, but,
1: Why is the Holocaust the first thing that came to his head? He
0: it's just, the worst thing that happened besides maybe slavery. Yeah. <laughs> Why she, is she laughing? I don't know. She's on one today. <laughs> She's okay. on one. It's not funny. Anyway, what I was trying to say, um, and this is, yeah, this could be controversial, mm-hmm. but if, if more people actually gave their lives up for Christ, those sorts of things would happen less often, right? Actually, it's not a hot take at all. It's absolutely true. I'm yeah. fully confident saying it. So then, when we talk about whether it's the devil's fault or whether it's our fault, isn't it our our fault? Uh, yeah, it's both we, and, I we think. Have, yeah. We have uh, uh, executive function to be able to do what we want to do. It's our choice whether we believe the lie or not, right? Here's the hot take. Here's the version I will give that's a
2: hot take. I think most Christians are cultural Christians. Mm. That's a hot take. Uh, And I I say that with conviction and and sadness, not joy. I think a lot of Christians who are sitting in the chair in churches across America are are cultural Christians Mm. where they're like, it's my life, I'm gonna do what I want, I'm gonna achieve, not a bad thing, but my goal in life is to achieve, to be happy, and I sprinkle Jesus on top. I want him to bless my agenda, bless, my plan for my life. When Jesus is saying, no, I'm actually asking you to die. I'm I'm asking you to lay down your life and pick up your cross. And I want you to live for me. It's a new, it's a completely different thing. But in the Western world, we have adopted this mentality that even as Christians who are, who are God fearing, God loving Bible, believing Christians who truly believe in the gospel of Jesus, but yet, My life is my life, and I'm going to do what I believe is best for me and makes me happy. Instead of saying, "I'm going to have God not just be my savior, but truly my my the Lord over everything—the way I parent, the way I speak, the way I spend my mornings and evening, everything—and so I'm going to have God influence and and really pour over me so that I can be a non-anxious present presence in the meeting that's blowing up. I can influence the world for his kingdom. And everything you do is viewed through the lens of like, this is God and his glory. This isn't just my life that I want
0: to be happy. Does that make sense? It totally does. The problem is everybody around us is not doing that. And so how easy is it to just fall in line, herd mentality, just easy, go with the culture
1: well, that's what living counterculture is,
0: mm-hmm. and being in
2: ministry full time is makes it hard too because this is this is not just my uh, me as as a Christ follower as what I said yesterday, like an apprentice, a disciple, but this is also my job. Like I get paid to be here, um, so it's easy to get on this uh, pattern of like. Uh, yeah I'll, I'll get up and pray I'll get up and give a sermon and you know it becomes more of a lifestyle I need to remind myself now you, you're you before anything you're a child of God you're his and he is your Lord and so what does that mean for you day in and day out hour by hour and so I think for all of us it's it's this reminder of like okay I'm gonna sit down with myself and and look at the way I think look at the way I live my life the way I you know not all bad things right I, achievement is not bad making money is not bad but what are you doing it for? What is the end purpose? I get around groups of people and i like, what's the, what's the topic always? What's the theme of what's being discussed? Is it ever about the Lord? And if it's not, what are, what are we doing? You know. Mm-hmm. So that may, be convi- it may spark some like, conviction inside of us. I just think, forget the cultural Christianity, man. We need to be apprentices and be with him. Dallas Willard. Uh, be with him, be like him, and do what Jesus
0: did. Mm. Mm. Uh, I, I just, we need to fall in line with that concept. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned in the sermon the lie that you typically that go back to a lot to believe that you're not worthy, that yeah it's not in your DNA, you're not going to be a pastor or successful. What are some things that you can share with how do you deflect that lie in your own head? Yeah. Is there like words you say or how do you do it? i i sit alone with jesus
2: and i ask him to love me um, i remind myself of who i am and the gifts he's given me uh, and i know this so i went to um, i'll give an even a deeper vulnerability i put myself in counseling a few years ago um, after lead pastor transition in 2018 2019 i feel myself getting angry uh, about everything that occurred and the anger was starting to come out in meetings. Um, I wasn't like cussing at people, folks don't freak (laughs) out, but I was really, I like, I was feeling
1: the angst.
2: Yeah. I was feeling that. And you, you all know what I'm talking about when I, I was feeling like angry and I'm like, that's not good. Uh, it's not good for my family. It's not good for me. And it's not good for me as a leader in the church. So I put myself, uh, into, um, the office of a Christian counselor who is awesome. Um, and, We he worked with me on this issue and my internal uh logismoi, my internal thought process and and mind maps, um, and really helped me realize and remember that every single time that I'm in that position, uh, I can remind myself and he taught me different tools and tricks to remind myself of that I am the Imago Dei. I'm the image of God. God created me and He loves me deeply. And so I sit with him, and I ask him after reading and contemplative prayer and intentional prayer. I just ask him, like, based on what I read, is there anything you want to say to me? And would you just be with me, love me? Mm-hmm. And and then I remember, and I'm reminded of the gifts he has given me. Um, And I sit with that, and it
0: heals, and it gives you peace. Yeah, the best uh, metaphor I've heard to talk about the logismoi, the the mind maps, is imagine your brain as like a like a hill with snow on it and anytime you do something you're taking a sled and going down the hill and creating if you've ever this is a terrible metaphor for southern california but if you've ever gone up to the mountains you know when the the snow is uh, fluffy and light and you send the sled down, and it makes a little indentation. If you get on again, the indentation gets deeper and deeper and Mm. deeper. So if we believe a lie the first time, it's okay, but when you do it over and over and over, it gets deeper and deeper. And what you have to do is you have to get the sled, pick it up, and go to a different spot and make a a hard turn. Mm. And just imagine going full speed down a hill on a sled in a divot and trying to turn into the fluffy snow. It's really hard, but you mm. can do it. Mm-hmm. And then every time you purposely make a decision to turn the sled, no, I'm not going to believe that lie. I'm going to turn. And then eventually when you stop believing the lie and you make that turn, that turn and the path that that makes gets deeper yeah. and then it becomes easy. Yeah. And when it gets deeper, it's really hard to believe that lie again. So I just think it takes repetition.
2: It does. It, it really does. Um, sometimes it takes kind of going back to go forward, uh, understanding why you think the way you think, why you believing those lies, and then uh, and here's the problem in psychology is I feel like a lot of it's like I'm gonna go lay on a couch and just talk about my all my mistakes or what was, my trauma, or what was done with me, and you never like get tools to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you need to sometimes go back but you absolutely need the tools to move on. (laughs) Otherwise you're never going to go anywhere. Mm you will be stuck in this thing. So what you're saying is true is like the repetitive nature. Um, he gave me a simple technique. Um, my, my old counselor, um, a simple technique to remind myself that God loves me so much and has given me gifts. And here was the statement. As long as I use my gifts for his glory and not mine, uh, I will find fulfillment in walking with Him wherever I'm at, whether it's grace or I move on one day. Uh, and so that was that was a statement that really helped calm me in those moments where I felt that angst, I felt that anger rising up inside of me. And so there are uh, ways and and helpful things to um, repeat it, repeatedly uh, uh, pra- put into practice to where, like, as you say, you know, you can combat the lies. And yeah, yeah. Nicole's looking something
0: up on her phone.
1: I am okay so I read a book earlier this year called um congratulations congratulations go ahead big book reader actually but anyways um it was talking about stopping the spiritual like spiral that is like your thoughts and getting caught up in these lies and I really recommend it it's a by written by Jenny Allen so any ladies listening I definitely recommend what's the book um it's called get out of your head but Mm. um She references I can't find the Bible verse, but when um, Paul is saying like control stop like control your thoughts and capture your thoughts, Mm -hmm. and how impossible that sounds because we have like a bajillion thoughts going through our head and like she came out with all the facts about how many thoughts we have per minute and um, how impossible it is and how daunting it seems to even try to do that. But she really just talks about um, what you talked about this weekend, Scott how um instead of going down the spiral of believing that thought instead insert a truth of what god says you are and what he says about you and a truth that he speaks into your life and um anytime you feel yourself going down that spiral you remind yourself of that truth that god has given you and um go down that path instead with the sled Mm -hmm. instead of going down the tread path that path that was already tread and um what was the verse? Did you? Put it's
2: it? yeah. It's, it's beautiful verse. I remember it now. Second Corinthians ten five. We destroy, destroy, arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. This is uh, the lies that uh, uh, oppose the Lord, and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Mm-hmm. So it's really like what you know in the moment. You talk, We talk about discernment. Sometimes it's like I, the discernment is what am I thinking right now. Yeah. What am I believing to be true right now? Or what am I behaving even though logically I don't believe I need to take this captive right now and weigh it against what God says. Mm-hmm. And and then I'm going to even though I don't feel it, I'm going to walk in what the Lord says. Yeah. And that's that very practical like, "Oh my gosh, what am I believing about myself or the world or you or, you know,
1: Mm -hmm. And she talks about her spiritual journey in that too and how she's this huge public speaker and this huge Christian influencer and um, how she was believing all these lies about herself without her even knowing about it until one day it just like hit her and she couldn't sleep at night anymore for like an entire year. And um, she finally brought it to light. She confessed about it to her friends and she was able to see the spiral of her thoughts and then start creating this new mind map thought map whatever yeah Mm -hmm. to um change that thought process but yeah yeah.
0: i relate to that last year i wasn't sleeping i was in this mind map negative mind map and yeah when i hear like take thoughts captive and what we've been talking about all i can think about is meditation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how valuable Being able to train your mind to do what you actually want it to do, and not what it's programmed to do. You change the chemistry in your brain. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's neuroplasticity. You change that. Yeah,
2: you change the chemistry in your brain when you do that. Mm -hmm. So valuable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: Awesome. Yeah, the science
1: behind it is really cool.
0: Awesome, man! It's science. I don't know if we talked about the devil that much, but I feel very great about what we talked about.
2: The book is so good. You guys, uh, when you dive into the flesh and in the world, um, it makes me excited about, uh, the, the next two weeks and the content we're diving into based on the book and scripture. Um, it, I think it raises like the awareness and understanding of what's really happening inside of us mm-hmm. and and what's influencing us. So I didn't mean to just plug, but no. Yeah. buy the book,
0: John Mark Comer. Yep. The Bible live. reading plan is good too. Yeah, live no lies. Yeah, our heart, our house church just just started it. Cool. We started it today. Seven days. It's good stuff. I hope everyone is getting something from it. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, cool. Well, you guys, thanks for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, email us at podcast at com or look for our Instagram story on Sundays. There'll be a place to answer question, or ask questions to hopefully get answered on the podcast. And yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening. This is so fun, and hopefully. Uh, We can keep doing it. Word up.
1: Over and out.
0: Peace.